1: 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at JoinMIDI.com.
0: What the hell's going on out here? It's Quick Snaps. You want to crown them? Then crown their ass. But they are what we thought they were. With Kastaki
1: Economopolis. I got some jokes. You know how we do. And Aaron Hodges. Do you know I tried out as a place kicker for the Hartford Colonials? <laughs> I
2: don't even know what that is. Playoffs. We're going to see how it feels. Can't wait. Hey, everybody. Th- what is this? The first quick snaps of the season? Is that how we're counting this, Aaron? Is that what this is? It well, was the last time we did an episode. It's, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it's been like six, seven weeks. So, welcome in everybody. Quick Snaps, Comedy Football Talk. I'm Kostaki Economopoulos. That, of course, is Aaron Hodges. and uh, We're back, baby. We're back. I'll tell you a little bit about some social media torture that I endured. We'll do some jokes. We'll have a quick uh, interlude from my buddy Glenn. And then we'll talk about the Quick Snaps Fantasy League. But first, you're moving. <laughs> I moved. I was still kind of
1: moving, but yeah, it's been crazy, man. It's dominated my life for like the past, I don't know, it feels like eight years now. I'm uh... sure. I, it's, <laughs>
2: it's weird how hard it is to move. Like, And you, you know, it's like we're not even like pack rat types. It's not like we got a crazy amount of stuff. Uh
1: I don't know the the, the more I I kind of look at it I do feel like a pack rat. I got a lot of stuff but uh <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. We moved some dressers that aren't going to fit anywhere, so we got to just we moved them for no reason. Oh and, no, uh, that's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we're in the new house down on the Jersey Shore and uh it's been quite a process. Oh we my uh goodness we closed on the same house twice, if you can believe it. What? Yeah. Dude, you tell. heard me right.
2: Dude, tell. You heard me right. Closing is a nightmare.
1: <laughs> we did it once. Signed all the papers. Uh, handed people, you know, a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, I started moving stuff in the house. And then 4 o'clock that day, I get a call from our lawyer saying, hey, you need to bring the keys back. Uh excuse me what are you talking oh, about? No. <laughs> no. Uh, so uh long story short the credit check expired August 3rd and we closed on August 9th. So they could not send the money over until they ran another credit check and that wasn't going to get resolved that day which was Friday. So I had the whole weekend planned to move stuff Ugh. and whatnot. And I had to give the keys back and we didn't close again until Tuesday, the following week. What? Yep. It was insane. We had to sign all the papers all over again.
2: Because of a credit check that was expired. Yes.
1: What? They thought insane. you went and spent
2: 300 grand in the last two days or some crazy thing. <laughs> I guess so, man. I guess so. Make I guess any rule. Sense?
1: Rules is rules, but man, you didn't want to be around me that day. Oh my goodness, didn't want to be around me that day. But we're we're in, man. It's it's behind us. But I I've been told that that's a first for a lot of people. They've never heard that that kind of thing happened, where you get the keys, you get all the paperwork, and then you have to get the keys back. Oh. <laughs> my- so I, I I left a lot of my stuff in this house that I did not own for four days. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. You know, it, it was insane. So I slept on my parents' couch for a couple of days and just uh sweated it out just thinking, well, something else is going to go wrong. We're never going to
2: get this house, so, you know. That is the worst. So, I'm sorry to hear that, man.
1: Uh, that's all right. We got through it, you know. Uh but yeah, we're we're here now and uh just trying to settle in. Yeah. I'll have internet soon and I'll feel whole again. Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You move dressers that don't fit in your new house? Uh, well, it's kind of they they will. We could
1: get it up into our bedroom, but my wife doesn't want them. She wants she wants new dressers and all that. And my idea was to put one one of them in the basement just for storage and whatever. Yeah, and then and then one I'm gonna cut the shelves out and turn into like a a bar tabletop because it has like a a granite top on it right so I'm going to like basically gut the dresser and turn it into like a, a bar situation with stools huh yeah that's what I'm going to attempt because we have a nice like covered patio situation so it'd be like a real nice outside spot to hang out at so that's the plan so one of the dressers just won't go to the waste the other one will probably end up giving away
2: wow yeah, a bar situation. I'm impressed that you're, gutting, you're building a bar out of a thing. It's kind of cool. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, <laughs> we'll see.
1: Yeah, I, I've got high hopes, but I, I've also lost my keys in this situation. In this whole process, I've lost my keys. I forgot my computer charger. Um, I've lost another set of keys. I keep losing stuff, man. I can't keep it together. <laughs>
2: but uh, When, but I, when I, Aaron Hodges loses his keys, he loses a lot of keys. Uh, <laughs>
1: you'll be happy to know I dwindled it down.
2: <laughs> I am happy to
1: know that. <laughs> I know. I know you're... Very, very concerned about the amount of keys that I had. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> it looked like a
1: high school janitor I was gonna
2: say, like a janitor in the '80s would see your keys and go, <laughs> "Like, dude, what the fuck? This is ridiculous." <laughs> 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 oh. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're there. Last house question. I would be remiss if I didn't torture you about this. Did you bring the above ground pool with you to the new house? Ah, fuck <laughs> off. You know the answer to that. I don't actually. Uh, I'm actually curious. They're not. It's not like a
1: mobile home, although they do kind of feel like they go hand in hand. You can't just roll an above ground pool to the next spot.
2: Oh, okay. So that's part of the house that you're selling yes okay all right (laughs) you've moved on now you got the ocean nearby you don't need an above ground pool correct (laughs) now you had a garage in the former house and you must have accumulated a lot of things in there do you have a garage in your new house
1: there's no garage so we're gonna have to get some kind of shed situation okay so uh i think i'm gonna end up leaving a lot of crap in the garage yeah. For the new owners to sort out <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's like an episode of one of those shows Where they bid on the locker or whatever <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. They won't, nobody's going to bid anything For the stuff that's in my garage you get, you get this house You get this above ground pool And whatever the <laughs> hell is in there I don't even know Good luck to that you That garage that's barely standing <laughs> It's going to fall
1: Very soon Very soon
2: well, I'm glad you're surviving. I'm sorry it's so hard. Moving sucks yeah. under, the, under the best possible conditions. Yeah, for sure. Goodness gracious. All right.
1: How you been, man? I know you were on the boat for a little while. I know you're doing shows all over the place. What? What's it's going a, on with you? it has
2: been a lot going on. Yeah, I had uh, one of the shows of my life in Terre Haute. We sold a bunch of tickets to this cool place, Terre Haute Brewery. And uh, man, that crowd was fun. And I did the whole show by myself. I did like an hour, 50 minutes, just me. And uh, it was just a pleasure. It's a long time. I wish they were all like, you know, that fun top to bottom. It, you know, the, the radio guy was amazing. And the people who ran the bar were cool. And there's literally brewers on staff kind of busting my balls. And, you know, like the place was great. Just rich with character. They, they think they're the second oldest brewery in America behind Yingling which I thought was hmm. kind of fascinating. They were, they were established in the 1800s in Terre Haute, Indiana. Okay. So that was great. And the cruise ship was great. It was, uh, you know, it was a challenge to do all the things at once, tell jokes and have a one-year-old and a wife and a 10-year-old and a mother and a mother-in-law. It was like, it was crazy. There was so much going on. I was on the ship for three weeks. The first week it was just me, so I kind of got my head together and figured out my sets. Cause doing a ship is like a crazy puzzle to a comic. Like we gotta do this, welcome aboard. and You gotta do, you gotta do the theater show, and you can't use any jokes from the theater show that you do in the club show. And then the club, all these shows have to be family friendly, and
1: ooh, that's a lot. Yeah,
2: it ta- and then there's a couple of late shows that are not family-friendly, that you can kind of do what you want, but again, you don't want to do race or religion or politics. and Right. Uh, you know, and like, oh, there's a the joke I don't want the 10-year-old to see. You know, it's like there were so many factors in trying to unscramble the puzzle of it all. Yeah, and three weeks is a long time, huh? It is. So the first week I was by myself, which was cool, and I kind of had that experience. I went to the gym a lot, and I played soccer on the in the little like sports court, and... You played soccer yeah. on a boat? Yeah, there's a like a sports court. It's mostly basketball. Uh, it's like a netted, great like, sport. big flat surface. Great sport, surface. by the way.
1: Yeah, Basketball, great, great sport.
2: <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> so once a day, they would clear all the like basketball knuckleheads off and have a soccer game. <laughs> it would be like at 4 or 6 or 7 p.m. It kind of varied. Uh, I played twice. And I thought I was gonna die. I mean, it's it's literally me and like seven or ten super nineteen year old athletes. One of them was literally one of the guys was literally a college scholarship soccer player who brought his own ball. Who brings their own ball to a cruise ship? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's serious. Uh, So I was. What what? At one point, one of the kids goes. uh, I go, man, I'm rusty. I'll probably play D and not run too much, if that's okay with you guys. And they're like, yeah, okay. He goes, yeah, I'm rusty too. I haven't played in three weeks. And I kind of laughed and I go, <laughs> I haven't played in 30 years. And, <laughs> and later I realized it was it's probably more than 30 years. It's crazy. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, like a, you know, somewhat organized game of indoor soccer, yeah. you know. So anyway, so it was great. And then the next week, the kids and my wife get on and my mother-in-law was week two and then week three the wife and kids stay on and we change my mother-in-law for my mom so oh nice yeah so it was a grand adventure and we went to Bermuda and the beaches and the water are ridiculous and beautiful and we jumped off a pirate ship and we drank stupid drinks and we ate all the desserts on the thing and it was it was fun It, it was you know being a cruise ship comic is something I'm glad is there for me in case I get old and want to do it a lot someday, but I don't love it creatively. Yeah. But it's a grand adventure. If you just do a handful a year, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It's a little, it's a little different, but yeah, if
1: that's if you're doing that exclusively, I can see that getting really old and probably it's probably
2: not great. Like you said, creatively, right? Cause you get you're you're in so many boxes. You're in so many boxes. And and just from like a gut level, moment to moment part of the process, they're not very good crowds because they they're not comedy club people. They're not coming yes. to a comedy show. They're people who are yeah. on a thing and there's a free show and they're, they're like, let's just, go in there. Yeah, they're just stumbling. Yeah, in. so they're not very savvy comedy fans and right. they drank all day and they're hot and they're exhausted and they're chasing their kids around and this is not a priority for them. This is like on the way to something else. And so they're just kind of not a very good crowd. You know what I mean? Totally. Yep. And you can't say fuck and you can't, you know, and all the, uh, it's weird. Cause like clean, is it pretty easy for me? Cause I've worked at trying to be clean, but it's carving off the edge is hard. Yeah. You know, like I realize sometimes you don't even notice it when you're doing a club set, you know, like I'm doing clean jokes and then, When you're doing a show in front of, like, a seven-year-old in the front row and there's an 85-year-old next to him, now you realize, like, this is a joke that's clean enough to do on Conan, but it's too edgy to do on the ship. Wow, that's something. So that's a whole other category of thing, right? Like. I realized like, oh, a kid dies at the end of this joke. Like <laughs> I mean, it's just a joke, but it's dark, you know? Like We
1: we were at church today, uh my niece is getting uh baptized and Alex was there and she's got kind of, she's got a loud voice. Like she doesn't even know how loud she's being sometimes <laughs> and she's just talking like she normally talks and she's got the the mouth of a freaking sailor, so she's just going, Fuck this shit, motherfucker and I was just like, dude can you at least try not to curse while we're in church <laughs> like make an effort it's i don't know it's, it's just we get so used to just talking like that When it's like someone asks you to not talk like that it, it's like it's kind of difficult sometimes right
2: yeah that's the uh, thing yeah i that uh that Terre Haute show is a little extra spicy because I could say whatever I wanted, right. you know? Like, you had to get that all out. Right, you little right. backed up. I don't even... Backed up on the motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I want to tell you about this. I I have been. I think I've been insulated from some of the troll torture of the social media universe, you know? Because most people who pick to follow you, are, they like you. So you're talking to people who are already kind of sold on the on the thing that you that you are. <laughs> Excuse me. Whoa, what was that? Sorry. Edit that out. Um and you know like whatever like Tony Deo is tortured by Conan posts a clip of him doing comedy on Conan, but it's not to his people, right? Right. So the comments on there are sometimes ridiculously awful and hard to read. You know, uh-huh. it's the nature of being exposed to people who aren't your people. And I wrote a joke and posted it, whatever it was, a month ago. And it aggravated a little subculture of the universe that, like, well, let me read you the joke. I I knew this was a dark joke, and I actually questioned whether or not to post it. And I was like, ah, it's just comedy, just words. <laughs> My heart breaks for the Dolphins' defensive tackle who lost his arm in a car accident, right? I don't know if you saw that story, but that's a real thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Like, why couldn't it happen to someone who never uses his arm, like Lamar Jackson? That's the joke. Alternate punchline, a river dancer. But I'm like, no, I'm the football guy. This is fine. I'm not suggesting we cut his arm off. It's clearly a joke. The Louisville uh, Nation... The college football rabid fans who love Lamar Jackson like got a hold Is of that, this joke. Oh, no. And they posted it, like, two or three or four different sort of, like, you know, big wigs in that universe posted this joke and told their people to come after me. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. And they did. I've... I've blocked maybe three people in 10 years of being on Twitter. I now have 33 people blocked on Twitter. Like, I was just... Because not only were they coming after me, but they were taking my joke and posting it in other places again and complaining about me. And it was not subtle. Like, they were fucking furious. One guy goes, I hope you and your family die in a car accident. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I got... A lot of I can't believe the word funny is in your Twitter handle. You suck. I never <laughs> heard really, of you. Now I know why. I mean, it
1: really, it really bothers you that they're making fun of
2: the funny stuff. Oh <laughs> man, I I got every possible. You're fucking stupid. You're a dumbass. One guy wrote some version of you. A guy loses his arm, and you write a joke about it for likes. That's who you are. Like it just got <laughs> insane. Isn't that like the same
1: as like uh, how uh, black people can use the N word because your dad is an
2: amputee? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, it's obviously a joke. I'm not, I'm not making fun of the guy who lost his arm, and I'm not suggesting we cut off anyone's arm. But the, <laughs> but the Louisville football nation hated that I said something unpleasant about Lamar Jackson. And some guys were like sending me stats about Lamar's passing percentages in college. You know, like, (laughs) like, all right, fine. At least that's, we're talking about the merits of the joke, you know? (laughs) And to their credit, I mean, this is Kentucky, and they mostly rednecks, white rednecks, were defending their black quarterback hero. So, you know, Kudos on that. I give, I give him credit for that. but That's a good spade, I guess. But, cripes, it was ugly. And then at one wow. point, uh, one of the guys actually said in one of the long threads where they were going on and on about how I'm not funny and I suck and I'm terrible. One of them actually said, I think we've tortured this guy enough. You know, let's move on to something else. And then one of the other guys agreed. And it was almost like a faucet. And it kind of turned off. It was a, Interesting. It's so, it's fascinating. And I can't imagine how much hate somebody like Laurie Kilmartin or John Fugelsang get for being political. You know what I mean? Like, they're saying things that people hate to hear. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, am I, I, I don't think I'm vanilla, but I'm not trying to push any buttons or... I'm not out there, like, you know... Banging the table on any big issues Right um, But yeah It was a fascinating little dip into that universe Yikes Interesting,
1: so that's the first time it was happening on that scale huh?
2: Oh yeah, I mean it was like I was kind of I mean it was really disconcerting And it kind of like a couple nights I was like, I, w- I laid there trying to Think through like what, you know Like, you know some A couple guys were like, I'm gonna, you know next time you're in Louisville, we're definitely going to come see you kind of thing. And it was like, yikes. Wow. All right.
1: (laughs) Now you got to worry about Louisville and Richie incognito.
2: (laughs) He's on hard knocks. I saw saw the first episode. Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. That's a good segue. Haven't kept up with it. We got to talk about Antonio Brown. You can't not. You wrote the first good joke, I thought, on this subject. You got it in your head? Uh, don't remember it. Um, He's anxious about becoming a raider. Oh, yeah, he got cold feet. He got cold feet. <laughs> 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 that literally made me laugh, and it kind of helped me to like get going on writing on this subject because I didn't really know what to say about it. It's such a weird story. So if you don't know, somehow he got frostbite for not wearing the proper footwear and cryotherapy. And when I heard he visited a foot specialist, I just assumed he was having his foot removed from his mouth, right? <laughs> and he should be careful. His next visit to the podiatrist might be to have Gruden's foot removed from his ass. This yeah, guy, right? He is such a pain in the ass. There's another story today that the GM finally said to him, we got to know if you're all in or all out. Like, they've already gotten to that point now. I'm just
1: happy that Mike Mayock didn't make a statement that had any S's in it. <laughs> Notorious lisp on that guy uh, if you
2: don't know. <laughs> Who moves from Pittsburgh to Oakland then gets frostbite in a heat wave? This story is insane. People on He's Mount Everest head, are not getting frostbite. What are you doing? Uh I don't know. Frostbite needs a more serious name, I think. It's it's too cute a term. Like, oh did the frost nip at your nose and bite you? <laughs> Heat stroke sounds way worse because the word "strokes" right in it. Would he have been more careful if it was called frost stroke? <laughs> Death by frost. There are three stages <laughs> of frostbite. I looked this up. Frost nip, which is mild irritation, superficial frostbite, where the reddened skin starts to turn pale, and then deep frostbite is when you have to show your feet on hard knocks. <laughs> 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 What what weird nursery rhymes is Brown doing for his kids? This little piggy went to market. This little piggy rejected the franchise tag. This little piggy <laughs> forced a trade. This little piggy refused to wear his helmet. This little piggy was nearly amputated when Daddy slept in the man freezer and went wah, wah, wah all the way home.
1: The man freezer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, so... And then the helmet thing with the that's just like he's been fighting this NFL helmet rule thing. They won't let him wear his favorite helmet anymore because it's outdated and hasn't been vetted by the safety council or whatever it is. Yeah. And he he said he was going to retire and he's refusing to practice and and he's got frostbitten feet. He's literally a pain in the ass from head to toe. This guy literally it's a nightmare. Um,
1: Brian Miller had a pretty good theory about what uh, he might be doing with the helmet thing. Like it's just kind of made up to buy him some time because
2: because the feet he actually has some really bad nerve damage in the feet. That wouldn't shock me, but he's also I don't know. You could just like whatever. It's a mistake. The coach defended him on the frostbite thing. Just don't be a pain in the ass. What are you doing? <laughs> He misses his old helmet. I suggest therapy. Not cryotherapy. <laughs> Maybe cryomia river therapy. Eh? There you go. Eh? Eh? Uh, Andrew Luck also is hurt. He's got an ankle thing now. This guy yeah. gets hurt more than Mr. Bill. What's happening? <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw
1: that. Yeah. yeah, I saw that picture you posted there. <laughs> I, I kind of
2: know that guy, that Mister Bill. I have a
1: vague
2: idea of what this thing is. Uh, alternate punchline: Super Dave Osborne. That's also yeah. an old reference. There you go. Evil Knievel. Uh, Adele. I've done different versions of this joke for years. <laughs> Andrew Luck is harder to keep healthy than an orchid. Like what? What is? What happened? <laughs> I put ice cubes in the thing. No, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> How does he hurt his ankle while he's not playing because of a calf injury? That's my question. Andrew Luck. um and we gotta cover this briefly. The Falcons I have the, the list of the win totals as projected in Vegas for the whole season. Okay. Um and the Falcons, what's your guess?
1: Well, I happen to know and I can't fake it. Okay. So it, it you want me to just say it? Yeah, you know it.
2: It's eight and a half, right? Yeah, it's eight and a half. That's yeah. That's disrespectful. That's crazy. You think so? I do. They had a lot of injuries last year. They've been a great team the last few years. They're going to beat that for sure. There's the joke. I, w- I would go to Vegas and put my money where my mouth is, but I have a baby, so I have to stay home and put my money where my bank is.
1: Right. Well, just throw, throw Andreas
2: uh, you know, $100 or something. That's yeah. right. Here. I should do that. I should do that. And the other big news this week, of course, the NFL has reinstated Josh Gordon. Yeah. As part of their very strict policy, 15 strikes and you're out. No, he's still good. Uh, on the other hand, why is the league in the business of suspending guys with substance abuse problems? Like, Agreed. You know, you and I have talked about this before. Why are they the policemen of things that aren't rele- relevant to football? That They should let the police sort that out. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not a performance-enhancing drug, that's not like what. Who cares? Um, how do you even rank him in fantasy? High, not high in the rankings, <laughs> just high. I put him at number four twenty. <laughs> On paper, he's a great player. The problem is he takes that paper and he rolls a joint with it. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't measure Josh Gordon's production in touchdowns. You've got to measure it in grams. That's... that's <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Roger Goodell said we're all rooting for Josh to succeed because he always says the right things. But I imagine him in the hallway after, and he's like, what's the over-under on a Josh Gordon relapse? Two weeks? I'll take the under. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man <laughs> I'm rooting for the kid I hope he gets his act together
2: me too of course but I don't think he's going to right
1: uh, this is the time
2: this is the time this is the time what number is this
1: I'm an, an, I'm an eternal optimist
2: I'm with you in principle. I I like the idea. I I like the optimism, and I agree. It would be a great story if we got it together and he was a compelling, fantastic player again. I just don't, you know, it's the boy who cried weed. (laughs) 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 At some point, I don't believe it anymore. I hear you. Um, Our boy Glenn sent a short thing. Let's listen to it quick. It's... uh, well, it is what it is. It's Glenn doing some old-school football jokes to get us uh, geared up for the season. Hey, y'all. It is Kostaki's oldest buddy, Glenn, here, back to welcome you to the brand-new 2019 NFL football season. I'm even going to start off this series with a little bit of joking for you. Some quick snaps within the quick snaps. Oh, here we go. If you have a car containing the Dallas Cowboys running back, a Cowboys linebacker, and a Cowboys defensive back, who is driving the car? The policeman, that's right. Okay, what's the difference between the Buffalo Bills and a dollar bill? You can get four quarters from a dollar bill. All right, now, what does a Minnesota Vikings fan do when his team has won the Super Bowl? He turns off to Nintendo. All right, why doesn't Toledo have a professional football team? Because then Cincinnati would want one. All right, one more joke. What is the difference between a Dallas Cowboys fan and a baby? That baby will stop whining after a while. I love Glenn. My only complaint is why a redneck has to pretend to be a redneck. Why is he cranking up the redneckiness? <laughs> I know. He really leans into that thing. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Just, just talk
1: normal. Just be you.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll be hearing more from Glenn. We're talking about what kind of a thing we're going to do, and uh, we're working it out. Um, let's get to fantasy football, my friend. All right. Fantasy football is right around the corner. And a quick plug for this, our FanDuel account is still alive and well. So if you use the promo code QUICKSNAPS with no spaces on FanDuel, I believe they double your uh, initial deposit up to X amount. Uh, And you'll be off and running and you can bet on FanDuel. And on FanDuel now you can bet on things that aren't just DFS. You can bet on more traditional football things as well. Money lines and things like that. Indeed. Maybe I should see if they do the Falcons 8.5 kind of bet. Hey, take it, man. Um, Yeah, I should look. I should know if they do that for this plug, and I don't. I'll look it up. Uh, Beat me to it and bet on the Falcons. Uh, And also in fantasy, we have a quick snaps league. We have an insane, we know it's insane, and that's why we've embraced it and stuck with it. It's a 16-team Deep Bench PPR League. Come
1: on, who does that? Where else are you going to find
2: a 16-team league? Nowhere. It's awesome. It's ridiculous and it's fun. And we've really enjoyed it the last couple years. And we have a relegation system. So there are at least two spots open. And once in a while, someone flakes or has had enough with fantasy and leaves the league. So there might be three or four spots and at least two. So send us an email. It's quicksnapshow at gmail.com, right?
1: Correct, uh, and, and, and I just reactivated the league too, so I'll be sending uh, emails out to the, the original members just to say, "Hey, are you still in?" <laughs> so it might be more than two. So don't be dissuaded by thinking, "Uh, oh, it's only two spots. I'm not going to get in." Yeah, send the send an email. You might get
2: in. It might be five people. Who knows? Spend your ten minutes and write us an email about what you love about the show and what you know about it and how you came to know it and what you listen to and your connection to fantasy, whatever you think is compelling and interesting to convince us to pick you. So do that. And, uh, and we're, we'll be, uh, it's going to be season time before we know it, man. It's right around the corner.
1: I'm, I'm excited. I, ha- I haven't had like a, a lot of time to kind of really let it sink in, but now it's, it's starting to feel like football season. The weather's changing a little bit. I'm watching a little bit of preseason here. I'm ready to go, man.
2: I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. I. It's kind of snuck up on me, too, because I was on a boat and kind of away from the world. And then I came back and I'm like, oh, the Falcons already played in the Hall of Fame game. I got to catch up. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited, too, man. So uh, let's talk again in two weeks and then we'll talk again weekly through the Super Bowl, my friend.
1: Yeah. So we're going to try. It looks like we're going to try a new thing. This year, well, we're gonna try a couple different things, but uh, the the one change that you'll probably notice right away is that we're gonna try to record these episodes on Sunday nights, typically while the Sunday night game is going on, so we can get it out to you by Monday morning while you're listening. And you know, because you know, we kind of went back and forth on it. Felt like you know, maybe by the time people are listening on Tuesday you know some of the, the stuff that we're talking about is old news. So we're going to just try to try to get it out there on Monday morning for you. Yeah,
2: that way it's a choice for your mo- Monday morning drive time and we're just we literally just talked about the day that was in the NFL. So uh we hope that's a positive change. Uh you can write us uh emails about that too if you like one way or the other. And uh you know, we're going to Just
1: don't sick those Louisville boys after us. <laughs>
2: indeed uh by the way i love lamar jackson i'm rooting for lamar jackson i think <laughs> Big he's
1: fan of incognito this too. is
2: true i honestly believe that the, the lamar jackson story is one of the most compelling storylines of this season and i hope it works because i think true. an offense like that would be so cool to have in the nfl uh a, a team that basically runs the ball almost every down.
1: <laughs> i think we had a he had a great run for a touchdown that I saw. I saw the highlights. He's an incredible really athlete. He's, yeah,
2: he's great. Of course. I'm rooting for him, absolutely. It was just a joke. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. we got to run, and we will talk to you in two weeks, and then we will talk to you weekly for the next five months. So... Uh, Hope your preseason action is fun, and I hope none of your fantasy stars or compelling real-life stars get hurt in the next couple of weeks, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
0: All right, see you, everybody.